Just about every time I see a great photo of a pickleball player, I see that it's Steve Taylor's work. And what I didn't know about him is that his work in video production came well before his photography. This is a great episode with Steve. And if you're into shooting photos or videos of pickleball, you'll get some great tips. Let's get to the intro to hear from Steve. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Steve Taylor. It is great to have you on here today, Steve. And let's go ahead and get started a little bit with your pickleball journey in terms of how long you, you, ago you started playing and how that all happened. Yeah, well, I found out about the sport about in 2015. I got asked by a client who had a sponsored YouTube page called the Pickleball Channel, which is Rusty House. And he said he was looking for some video producers to produce content for a sponsored YouTube channel on this new sport called Pickleball. Well, new, newly, I guess people were finding out about it and it was growing. I said, well, what's Pickleball? He goes, well, why don't you come up to Glendale and play? And I'll show you what the sport is like. And like most people, I went up and played and fell in love with it immediately. I said, I'm in. I want to be part of what you're doing. So for three years, I produced content every week for a pickleball channel, uh, whether it's teaching videos or matches from uh, tournaments, that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, that's what, how I got involved. And then about three years after I started that, I decided to go out on my own in the pickleball world. So my background was video, but I got into photos pretty quickly. And uh, so now I do photo and video content creation for uh, various organizations. And I play every day I can. I play this morning and I'll be drilling this afternoon. So I'm, a, I'm an addict just like most of your listeners, I'm sure. Now, what does it mean to be a producer in terms of what you do? Yeah. So when there's a concept for a video, a producer will take care of all the logistical details of uh, shooting location, the basic content scheduling the talents, making sure that it's being shot correctly, and then oversee the editing process. So a lot of times the producer will also be the person shooting or editing. In the video world, a lot of times we do it all as one person, so we're one-man show. So we'll produce, shoot, edit, graphics, everything. And then your background, it sounds like prior to Pickleball was probably in the video production. Yeah, yeah. I, I majored in radio, TV, and film and graduated back in the 90, 1990. And I uh, started my own video production company in 92. And so I've been producing corporate videos, music videos, and editing drama, editing films, lots of different parts of media, but definitely serving as a editor, shooter, producer, and motion graphics, all that kind of stuff. I did get in heavily involved in the teaching side of things. I work for Adobe. They send me out to teach at places like... Uh, ESPN or ABC. So I have a heavy background in teaching digital video apps, but the pickleball world really became a place where I could take my experience and kind of marry it with my passion for the sport. And it's been life-changing and I just love what I do. And I don't really work a minute of any day. It feels like it's just doing my hobby. So it's amazing to be on the road at tournaments, relationships, and I try to make the best content I can, and whether it's a teaching video or whether it's photos for you know Pickleball Magazine or one of the tours, um, just using my experience 
But the other thing is always just trying to expand my knowledge base and just expanding my skill set, my tool set, and staying up on current trends for photography and video production. So it's been great to combine my, my experience with my passions. Now, in terms of pickleball on the video creation side, are there some unique challenges because it's a sport compared to other things that you've done in the past? Well, the trick with any video production is to figure out how to capture what you need so that the audience can get the message right. Every creative um, project has a message and has an audience. So the trick is always to figure out what the goal of the video is, what the message is, and then figure out what the visual and audio um, pieces are so that you can get that message across in the most effective way. For pickleball, just like any video, I take the content and say, what can I shoot? What do I need to show so that this uh, this video has the, the best effectiveness, whether it's uh, a commercial for a paddle company or, or whether it's a promotional video for a tournament coming up or whether it's a teaching video. The whole point is to figure out what form the video needs to take so that the function of the video, the message of the video has its maximum impact. And so that the viewers want to stay and keep watching it and can walk away with information that they can take action on whatever the need, whatever the requirement of the video is, whether it's to go learn a skill or sign up for a tournament or buy it, whatever the um, goal of that media piece is. My, my goal is to make sure that all the media parts uh, work together towards that end goal. Now, we've been talking quite a bit about video, but interestingly enough, the reason that your name came across for many of the things that I do is because you shoot a lot of photography too. Yes. I, I came into the sport as a video guy. Somehow I got fully invested in the photo side and was blessed to build a lot of relationships early on in the sport. I mean, I've been in the sport for what, uh, seven years now, seven or eight years. And uh, it was early when I started taking up photography. And then I really worked hard at getting better at it and buying the right gear and uh, learning from people that were already shooting in the industry and also learning from people outside of this industry that might have been shooting other sports. And I really, because of the relationships I developed through the years of being a pickleball, I got a lot of opportunities to shoot and people to see my work. Players embraced my work and uh, companies have heard about me. So I get to partner with so many different entities in the sport. And uh, it's just a blessing to be able to do what I do and for people to know my work. And it's always fun at a tournament to people. I don't know people. They come out and say, I know your work. I know you're Steve Taylor. I saw this or I saw that. And so that's been super fun for me. And so I try to make my work have a unique look to it. I do these uh, little pint-sized pickleballers. I don't know if you've seen them, but they're little. Uh, I take photos of pickleball players and I, in Photoshop, manipulate them. So I shrink their bodies and make their heads big and their feet and their paddles big. It's just kind of a fun tool. And that's kind of uh, been a little side thing. But yeah, the photography thing has really taken off. And I've been very blessed to work with Nationals, US Open, both Pro Tours, USA Pickleball, Pickleball Magazine, many manufacturers, many sponsors. My life is never boring. And I get to work with the best you know, athletes in the world, best players in the world. And uh, they're all a blast to work with. So I just enjoy being a partner with uh, all these different entities in the sport. I will have to check out Pint Size Pickleball because I have to admit, I have not seen those, but where I've seen so many of your photos is when I do a podcast, I will typically 
ask players for a photo or I also do have the Pickleball Fire magazine and I've had so many provide these amazing shots that you've taken because your signature's right on there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Now, a little bit back to talking about the videos and you've got videos, you shoot videos obviously at tournaments and whatnot, mm -hmm. but you also have do quite a few teaching videos. I think you've got a partnership with Morgan Evans. Yeah, I've got at the end of my tenure with Pickleball Channel, um, Morgan was, he's a really well-known teacher. I think he's the best teacher in the business. He approached me and said, hey, I have this idea for a uh, subscription-based online teaching thing. And I'd love to partner with you as the producer and co-owner of the material. So we started Coach Me Pickleball about two years, a little over two years ago. And uh, that's been fun. We put out a video twice a month and just teaming up with Morgan, who's the best teacher in the business in my book to to do videos he's got great material for beginners all the way up to a super advanced he was tyson mcguffin's coach for years he's the team coach for selkirk he's just a great teacher for all levels and he's also funny as heck he's australian he's a little bit irreverent and he's super fun and so it's just been fun working alongside him to create videos that help people uh, get better and have more fun at playing and so we've seen some good success there and it's just uh, fun to be par partners with the best teacher in the world. What have been some of the most popular videos that you guys have done together? Oh, yeah, definitely uh, some of the how to handle the bangers, the short game, def definitely a popular video is the short game. We've got a video called Tarzan and Jane <laughs> that talks about uh, what playing mixed pickleball looks like. And it's very funny. We've our, Some of our other popular videos are the question and answer videos where people send in questions. We also do, we'll take videos from uh, amateurs and Morgan will do commentary on them. And we'll talk about some of the points where people can learn what's being done right and what's being done wrong in the video. And I'll add graphics to kind of highlight those issues, a uh, strategy, technique, that kind of stuff. We look at pro matches. So the beauty of uh, Morgan is that he can talk to pretty much any level and he sees it so much. He's been a uh, one of the main commentators on the PPA tour this year and also on Tennis Channel. So yeah, those are those videos that kind of topics that everybody's always asking about online. What do I do when this, with these bangers? Those kind of things are very popular. I really like the idea of the Tarzan and Jane mixed doubles video. Can you give some tips from that video that might help out the listeners in the audience? Yeah, boy, uh, I wish I had the video in front of me. We've done like 80 videos up to now. But the Tarzan and Vane, uh, Jane video was really funny because it was a lot of jokes about poaching and taking balls. It talked about how teams can be successful in mixed in tournaments as far as the role, the typical role. Obviously, there's, there's going to be times where the woman is actually much stronger and much more powerful than the guy. But in general, the best ways to play in a mixed match, who to target, what kind of style of game to play so the male can be involved. Because you, you and I both know that the male is kind of avoided a lot of times in mixed. So there's certain uh, strategic ways to keep the male involved and put some pressure on the other team. He talks about what the woman can do to uh, consistently keep that ball in play and put a little pressure on the other team. So yeah, it's just, it's a good topic because everybody's always asking about poaching and whether it's right and wrong. And obviously there's a, a wide variety of uh, opinions on whether poaching is right or wrong and mixed. But if you know where the ball is going, that's actually an opportunity for, uh, for you to take a ball and make it more attackable. If you know where it's going, you can step towards it. So we actually put that video out for free on our Facebook page and YouTube page, I believe. But uh, if you check out our Facebook page, the uh, Tarzan and Jane video is actually 
up online for free. That sounds like a, a great one. I will definitely have to watch it because I, I love that idea. But it, it does sound like in, in the video that there is some advocacy for poaching in the right situations. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Some people take umbrage to that idea. But hey, if it works strategically, if you're there to win, then uh, whatever strategy works the best is really what you should take. And don't feel bad that, that you might have to give up a ball to your partner who's going to step in front of you. Now, I'm not sure if you recall, but how do, how do you keep the guy involved in mixed doubles? I don't remember a whole lot of the details, to tell you the truth, because we do so many videos. But I do remember that it has to do with the direction of the ball and keeping it low and not over-attacking from the woman's position. Basically, a lot of the role is to keep the ball in the middle of the court. I'm trying to remember. It's probably too much detail for me to remember. We do. I do so much content. No, no problem at all. I'll, you know what? I'll just ask Morgan to come on the podcast and he can tell yes. me all about it. <laughs> Please do. Yes. He'd be a much better interview than me. He's a lot funnier. That's for sure. Now, in terms of the videos and producing them, I mean, you, like you said, you do tons of them. How long does it actually take? Because to do it professionally like you do, I mean, it must really take a long time. Well, if you know the sport, which I've been involved in for a long time. And I know, I think like an editor, because I've been a video editor for so for 30 plus, you kind of know what you need to go shoot. So Morgan and I script the videos out pretty heavily. So we know what we're saying. So I take the script and we make notes on the visuals. And so I know I'm very targeted in the video I'm going to go shoot. And I'm really lazy. So I make sure to get what I need efficiently. So I would say a typical, say, three-minute video might take Morgan might take eight hours to run. We might take three hours to shoot it. And then I might take four to eight hours to edit it, depending on how many graphics are in it. Uh, the graphics take a while. You know, if I'm doing an animated diagram on a court of player movement or ball direction, or if I'm doing a 3D graphic on a ball height or whatever, the graphics take a while. So we really try to elevate our production quality and the educational value of our videos by using graphics because that, that's a strong skill set of mine just from the past 30 years of doing videos. So we really utilize those tools to elevate the passing on the knowledge. It seems that as you talk about the videos that they would be so much more work than the photography, assuming you have the right equipment. Do you, do you prefer one over the other? Well, I've been asked that question a million times, and I think right now I prefer video. I prefer stills because the the feedback is instantaneous. I know when I have a photo I like. You know what I mean? I'm seeing it in my viewfinder right after I take it. And there's something there's something really cool about capturing the essence of pickleball, especially at the higher levels. The athleticism, the power, the passion. These players play with a ton of passion. Capturing that in a still image that conveys that it's really fun. And then taking that image and spending 20 minutes on it, editing it, making sure that the colors are correct and the lighting is good. That's cropped. Cropping is a critically important part of making a photo effective. If you have uh, too much space around the player, it doesn't have the same impact. So cropping, um, but I think photo, just the immediacy of the feedback of photo is probably my favorite thing. And I, so yeah, I love taking photos and just capturing that power and the grace and the the intensity. There are certain players I really love to shoot. Tyson McGuffin with his tattoos, De Villiers, Jesse Irvin, Lauren Stradman. I mean, there's just a lot of great players out there and they play with so much intensity. I love to try to capture that movement. And it's really tricky to capture that because uh, you want to get in certain angles 
So you learn certain players' tendencies, how they move. We know what Deckel does with his Ernie's and Tyler Loon with his left-handed Ernie's. Around the post, you've got the great defense of uh, Lindsey or a Riley Newman. So each player has their certain tendencies visually and on the court. And so I really work hard to be in a position to capture that from a certain angle. And there's some luck to it, of course. I got a shot from the U.S. Open last year of Deckel hitting an overhead, and he's jumping over Adam Stone, who's looking up. It's a really fun photo, but that's just luck. You know what I mean? You, you put yourself in the right position, but actually getting that kind of shot is really just luck. So another one was Rob Cassidy was playing singles on the APP tour, and he dove for a ball. Literally, his body was basically uh, horizontal to the court. So I was able to capture that. So really, you put yourself in the position and then you just pray for a little bit of luck. It sounds like you've got some incredible videos and photos. I would imagine you're probably traveling all over the country at this point. <laughs> yeah, I spent about a third of the year on the road last year. And this year, it's about half the year. So I'm on the road. I'm on the road with APP Tour on all their Tier 1 events, some of their Tier 2 events. I'm at many PPA events that are in Utah or West, so Utah, Arizona, California, Nevada. And then I do uh, Nationals, U.S. Open, National Championship Series for USA Pickleball, some other single events. So yeah, I'm on the road a lot. I love to travel. I'm a big boy. You guys have probably seen me in streaming. I'm like six and a half feet tall almost. So I don't fly well. I don't fit in an airplane seat well. But once I'm at the, at the venue, I'm a tournament junkie. So I'll spend 12, 14 hours at a venue. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like work. It's just hanging out with my friends, capturing the great action, watching the great. So being on the road for me is actually a uh, real fun. My kids are all grown and out of the house. So my wife probably loves me being gone. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, yeah, I'm on the road a ton. All right. Well, let's just finish up here with a couple questions. What is yeah. the name of the website that you and Morgan have so people can possibly go there and take a look at some videos and buy the program? How does that work? Yeah, it's called coachmepickleball.com, coachmepickleball.com, all one word. And uh, it's a free seven-day trial. So you can check out all our videos in the first seven days. And if you're done or you don't want to sign up, just cancel it. But you get free access to our entire library for the first seven days. We put out a new video every, so we have a wide variety of videos for uh, every level. And uh, we continue to make new videos. So we take ideas from our viewers, our subscribers for new videos. So yeah, check that out. And you can check out our Facebook page to see some videos. Also, Coach Me Pickleball on Facebook. And if somebody wants to hire you to shoot video or photos, where can they reach you? They can uh, email me at steve at digitalspatula.com. Digital Spatula is the name of my company that I've had for since 92. So it's steve at digitalspatula.com is the best way. On Instagram, at digspat. D-I-G-S-P-A-T. You can see a lot of my photos and some video work there at Digspat on uh, Instagram. And then just out of curiosity, if I'm a player, I'm at a tournament and you're there or I know you're going to be there, what's the process for maybe having you shoot some photos? Yeah, it's just a matter of uh, getting hold of me, finding out if I'm at the tournament, what my availability is. At some tournaments, I've got some availability to shoot. Most tournaments I have a set list of uh, pros that I'm shooting for either the pros themselves or their sponsors, or I might be shooting for Pickleball Magazine. But uh, if I have time in my schedule for that weekend, I love adding amateurs. And I basically, you just let me know when you're being called to a court and I jump over there and shoot for, you know, 10 minutes 
and I'll capture you two or three times throughout the weekend or the day. And then I pull out the best photos and send them to you. And it's an affordable process, but yeah. Yeah. So if you just want to email me and let me know what tournament you're going to be at, then I can let you know if I have availability, it'd be fun to work with you. All right, then Steve, anything else we should know? No, I appreciate what you're doing. And it's really fun to see the sport grow and to see the podcasts and the magazines and all the posts online. It's just been super fun to see the sport grow. And uh, we've only just begun. So let's all hang on to our shorts as our sport really blows up. All right. Well, thanks so much, Steve, for being on the Pickleball Fire podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.